get started. I'm Joe. And I'm Brian. And we are Where is the Rulebook? And we bring you a weekly board game walkthrough. During Season 1, we'll be focusing on introductory games that everyone should know and allow you to step into the world that is board games. During today's episode, we'll give you basic details of the game, what you need to know to set it up, what the turns look like. We'll also walk you through what makes the game come to a finish. And at the end, we'll talk about our experiences and how to win and if we recommend this game. For today's game, we'll be trying to travel to the most cities in the United States, but we only have seven days. But the stakes, a $1 million winner-take-all competition. Let's get moving on Ticket to Ride. On the box, the game takes roughly 30 to 60 minutes to play. And we can play with two to five players. Uh, Board Game Geek recommends four is the best, and I think I agree. The more players you have for this game, the better. And this game can be classified as a card drafting, an end game scoring, and a route management game. Now, where's the rule book? Inside the box, we have the rule book. One game board, which is a map of North America and its train routes. 240 colored train cars. 110 train car cards. 30 destination ticket cards and a continuous path card for the longest route. And finally, a scoring card. And we have five wooden scoring markers of each color. Now that we've opened the box, let's get a game set up. First thing you're going to do is place the board in the center of the table. You're going to pass out the 45 train cards to each player and the matching scoring marker. Each player then places the scoring marker on the one along the border of the game. Shuffle the rest of the train cards and deal four cards to each player. Place the rest next to the board and lay out the top five from the deck. Next, we're going to place the scoring card and the card for the longest route next to the board. These will be used at the end of the game. You'll shuffle the route cards and deal three to each player, placing the remaining cards next to the board. Before the first turn, each player needs to decide what routes they wish to keep. You do this by looking at your hand. You must keep at least two, but you can keep all four if you want. Any you choose to discard, go to the bottom of the destination ticket deck. Destination tickets are kept secret until the end of the game for scoring. The object of the game is to score as many points as you can, and you can do so by claiming routes between adjacent cities, completing a continuous path of routes for your destination tickets that you may have kept in the beginning of the game, You also can have the longest continuous path of routes for the end of the game bonus, but you can lose points for any unfinished destination tickets that you have at your hand in the end of the game. Now that the game is set up and we know what our goal is, let's play the game. Each player must do one of the following three actions for their turn. You can draw a train card, which is taking two random cards on the top of the deck or you can choose one of the face-up locomotive cards. You can claim a route. You claim a route on the board by playing a set of train cards from your hand that matches the color and the quantity of spaces that make up a route. Then place one train on each space and score the number of points based on the route scoring table. And lastly, you can draw a destination ticket. You draw three tickets from the pile, but you have to keep at least one. You can keep all three if you like, but you have to keep at least one, and the rest go on the bottom of the deck. When you're drawing train cards, you may also get a locomotive, which is a multicolor train, 
and basically a wild. If you decide to take one of these from the face up cards, it has to be the first card you take and it's also the only card you take. If you get lucky enough to draw one from the stack face down, you get to keep drawing as your normal turn tells you to. If at any time there's three locomotive cards face up, you discard all five and you draw five new face up cards for that stack. There's no hand size limit, so you can have as many locomotive cards in your hand as you want, or destination cards. But remember, you will lose points if you don't complete all the destination cards. And when the train card deck is empty, you just reshuffle all the discarded train cards and make a new deck. And the game comes to an end when one player's colored trains get down to two or less at the end of their turn. But that's not quite the end. Every player, including that player, takes one more turn and then you calculate the final score, and the highest score wins. The scoring is made up of three parts. Use the scoring track to add up points for the route length. If you have the longest continuous route, you get 10 bonus points. And finally, the destination cards. Any destinations that you have completed, you add, but any you have failed to complete, you subtract from your final score. If two or more players are tied, the player with the most completed destination cards win. However, if it's still a tie at the end of that, the player with the longest continuous path wins. Before we begin, let's decide who goes first. The game dictates the player who is most experienced in traveling goes first. I think that's you. I think that's me as well. Uh, I travel quite frequently with my wife. I actually thought... It was the last person to travel, so I thought I think I was playing this wrong before. So we've drawn our train cards, we picked out our destination tickets, our markers are on spot one, and we have flipped up the five train cards on the table. Let's begin. So I'm first. Uh, I don't have any of the colors I need to make a train. So let's begin by, I'll take my turn by doing the plus two unknown train cards as my action to end my turn. And I will draw two, but I'm going to draw two from the face up because there happens to be the same color. Yep, and we replace them immediately. And that's the end of my turn. Unfortunately, my hand is all random colors. I really can't do anything right now. So I will continue by drawing two more random cards. My turns have been very <laughs> the same. And I'm going to take my next turn to build a single train from Vancouver to Seattle. And I can wow. just, it's a, any card that I can discard. So I'm just discarding one red card to play that. Right, because on the gray, uh, gray route. Yep. I'll use two pink uh, to go on the gray route as well, just so I have something on the board. And that'll be my turn. I'm gonna pick Sault Ste. Marie to Toronto. Sticking uh, near home. And I have a few more cards in my hand that are paired up, but I'm gonna draw, I think, I'm gonna draw another one from the face up pile. I'm gonna draw, well, I guess I'm drawing two from the face up pile. <laughs> I'm just trying to decide what two I want. All right, so it's back to me again. And I think what I'll do is I have three black train cards, and I'm going to use that to create the route from Chicago to Pittsburgh. Yeah, unlike a lot of games that we've played so far, you can actually build anywhere on the map. You don't have to be connected to it. You can just start building any routes. 
but for the continuous path for the end of the game scoring, you have to be able, you know, to not back over each other to have them count. You can't just count all of your played trains. For my turn, I will draw two random cards. And now for my turn, uh, I'm actually going to take two of the face up train cards that are on the board only because they suit colors that are in my hand to the routes I want to build. This game does tend to start off a little slow because we have to just we have to build an inventory of hands um, but I'm going to continue just drawing two. I'm drawing two more face down <laughs> cards because right now I'm not looking for anything really in particular. That's, that's one of the that's one of the hard parts about the game is you really don't choose your resources. A lot of it's random. Uh, and it's based on luck. And there's so much going on on the board. You kind of just go with whatever you got. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for my turn, I got two white train cars. Let's use both and put two more cars on the board. And we do have a face-up locomotive card or wild card. So on my next turn, I'm just going to draw just that one so it's the first card i'm drawing and it's the only card i get to draw for this turn and that makes up my turn and then on my turn uh just so i can have the longest path i'll use the one two of the last cards in my hand to make another two trains on the board in the uh in the gray routes i'll do it up here from toronto to pittsburgh thus giving me the longest route. <laughs> Currently the longest route. You have one train. I have one train. <laughs> so you had the longest route before this. Well, I have no hand now. You do have no hand. The longest route is only at the end of the game. It is true, yeah. So just like Catan, where you that could bounce between, this one is only the end. At the end, you count up whoever has the longest. So that's fine that Joe has it for right now. I am going to build... A longer route than Joe has currently. Oh. Using three blues. Oh, wait, did I count wrong? You got a wild, don't you? <laughs> I counted wrong. I don't have my I don't have six yet. <laughs> I only had five. I'm gonna go ahead and draw <laughs> two more. Well, let's see. I have one card in hand. Uh, nowhere to really play it. So I am forced to draw two cards. I'll just draw two random ones. And I'm going to play cards this turn, but not the same ones I was talking about last turn. So three yellow to do part of what my vacation will be in a few weeks. San Francisco to Los Angeles. I think that's a good place to, to stop. We've got to pretty much this will, this will go back and forth until we're out of trains. Yeah. We said that the game has a time limit and it really does take that whole time. I don't think it's any quicker or any even if you have five players, it's, it's the same time because you have to draw the cards and play those trains. However, we weren't scoring our points like we should have been. Oh, it's right. So I think we should do that real quick. So the scoring is based Before we on... pause because then we're going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> based on the scoring card and th that's printed on the map, a single train is worth one point, right? Yep. So that was my first turn. So I got one point. And then what is three trains worth? Four points? It's four points. Okay. I'll say I thought they increased once you got more than one, but in our current game, I have six points. Now, Joe, you have routes of two. Three, two routes, each award two points. So that's six right there. And I have one three route, which is four points. So Joe's at 11 and I'm at six. And since I have the longest route, I win the game. 
That's not how that happens. <laughs> but now we can pause because when we go forward, you get those points as at you the play end. the yep. routes. I guess you could take time and count them all up at the end, but just that. It's easier to do it as you go. Yeah, it's a lot easier to do it right now. So we've played a few turns. Uh, we've built a few train routes. We know what we're trying to do is by using all 45 of our trains. We're nowhere close to that currently. But how, what do you do, Joe, to get your 45 trains on the map? This game's interesting in the sense that it looks, like I kind of said, it looks complicated with all the train routes all over the United States. Different colors and, yeah. Different colors and 120 cards. But honestly, I try not to get distracted. I just focus on the destinations. So you get those destination cards. And for instance, I had Sault Ste. Marie to Oklahoma City. I just started building between them. As soon as I get the cards, I just build. Yeah. Do you get more destination cards as you go? Or do you kind of just hold on to those two and... I never get new destination cards until I complete the ones I have. Yeah. I feel like, because I had Portland and Nashville, which is 17 points. If I don't complete that, that's minus 17 points. Yeah, and that's a, <laughs> that's a big route. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I think the same. I tend to, I mean, drawing cards in the beginning, obviously, which we saw us playing, um, just because you need those hands to be able to do stuff. Once I finish one of my destination cards, I'll, I'll draw another one. I don't think I've ever kept more than like one after the initial game start just because I don't want those negative points. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it's just I try to play trains to match my opponents. So if my opponent has played trains three turns in a row, I kind of want to play three tur- three trains in a row just so I'm not too far behind in my stack because the game ends when we're out. It's true. So if someone's just building a bunch of short ones and I'm only focused on a six going from Portland to Salt Lake City, I can be behind because now they have 12 on the board. Um, so I try to just play, I guess, aggressive a little bit by playing those twos and those threes off as soon as I can and then holding up for the long ones later. What about, like, like is there anything you would improve, I guess is my question. Not a game designer in my world, but I would want a lot of things, I feel like, to change. <laughs> I think I've actually played this one the least by being the initial ticket to ride. Um, I personally have the Europe version. It's not a whole lot different, but they added two more things and tunnels and train stations, which give your turns a few other options to do. It just seems kind of basic. I can see that. But I don't know like what I would... There's nothing wrong with it. I just want more out of it. I guess for me, and the reason I bring that up, is there's one glaring issue I have with this game. You really are not playing against anybody. It's not a cooperative game. You're not playing together. But you're not playing against each other. The, yeah. the lore makes it seem like you are, and you technically can cut people off on routes... But oftentimes, I find that not focusing on your route and trying to mess with your opponents hurts you more than it does help you. It's very rare that they coincide. Yeah, and a lot of the small routes, like, so I can tell that you're going somewhere, you know, because you have Sault Ste. Marie down to to St. Louis already built. So I know you're heading, you know, south, maybe southwest. So I could try, but... I could put two in between, you know, Little Rock, but then you just go to Kansas City. 
Like, I think it's yeah. it's just so easy to get around a defense. And so many of them have double routes. Yeah, a lot of the little ones have double. I would like I would like to see some of the bigger ones with doubles because then it'd be easier to block someone. Right. But yeah, I think it, I mean I think the games for eight and older. Yep. I think this is the number one seller, and it, I think it's a family game. I don't have a family. <laughs> I mean, I have a wife, but the two of us together, like, we have no little ones running around. So I don't think this is something that we play very often. I, I agree with you in the sense that this is, I think, a great, very early entry level. Like even before Catan, uh, this is like the perfect younger audience. Yeah. Uh, it's easy. It's colorful. Yeah, it's it's a nice. I mean, the plastic train cars like have windows and like wheels. Yeah. Like they tried. Yeah, the molding's good. The board is nice. Like you said, that's super colorful. The cards are nice. Organization in the box is also really good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a it's a family game, and it's not something that that I play a whole lot. And it how it it's kind of expensive. It, it's MSRP is fifty five dollars. Yeah, which is uh. Around that price point, you can find a number of games that are... It, 55 is high. Yeah. You start getting into games that are way more complex that you can that you can replay. That's true. The replay value. And not even complex, just replaying. But you can get it on sale for around 30-ish. 35, I think, is the lowest that you've seen in online sales. And like I said, I think it's fine if you have kids or if you like... If you related to that kid from the Polar Express who loves trains, <laughs> like this game might be perfect for them. It's just, it's not the one that I grab. And unfortunately, I think I agree with you. I think for a lot of people, this is probably already below the standard at which they play at. But if, even if you're fresh in the audience, I wouldn't really recommend it unless you have young ones. Uh, if you have a family and there's like five of you, go for it. Yeah. It'll be fun for that game night, guaranteed. But if it's just you and your spouse or you and a group of friends... Uh, I think there are better options. Yeah. My, my nephew is, you know, four now. I could see playing with this game with him in a few years. I don't think I'll have to wait to eight, but I mean, maybe around, you know, six, seven, trying this game with him. And I think that would bring me some fun because I'm like, you know, doing my passion with someone else. But I think it's all about the family. I hope you enjoyed today's game walkthrough. And if you are playing this game with some younger audience, grab it off the shelf, bring it to a holiday gathering coming up here and play it with them. And I think everyone playing it will have a good time. For upcoming episodes, we'll be opening the rule book on some more staples like Carcassonne and Dominion. Check back every Wednesday for new episodes. You can always find our page on Instagram at instagram.com slash where is the rule book or email us at whereistherulebook at gmail.com. If you're in Northern Michigan, please join us at TC Paintball on Sunday, October 24th. We'll be hosting our second game day from 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock, where we'll be introducing, guiding, playing, Mysterium, and any of the other games that we've covered. This game and many others will be available to purchase during the event. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating on your podcast app today. This episode is sponsored by TC Paintball, local to Traverse City, Michigan. TC Paintball is a paintball, airsoft, tabletop, card, and board game store that excels at bringing in the community for all of us to enjoy our hobbies. But all of these games either belong to one or both of us and are not paid sponsorships. Also, 
To all of our listeners, you can receive 10% off all board games and 15% off featured board games each month just by mentioning to the cashier, where is the rule book to receive the discount at the register local to TC Paintball. And a huge thank you to John Ransom for making our theme song. Again, if you're in the Northern Michigan area, come play games with us at TC Paintball or at least stop in and see them for your next board game purchase. And if you love the theme song as much as us, check out Jack Pine for more music with John. Thanks for playing.